Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a pair of awesome guests for you this week. We've got Dan Vosick and Alex McCoy. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you having us in. Now, Absolutely. these two fine gentlemen are members of the Ron Colley Booster Club. That is now, correct. if you are a listener to this show, or if you just saw the name of the podcast, Restaurant Hoppin', you're probably a little confused right now. But I'm so excited because today we get to talk about something that you guys, you, you took a very simple concept, something that most people do not put a lot of effort to, into, and made it awesome. And that is, you have elevated concession stand food at Ron Colley and pretty much set a new standard for what that looks like. And I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I started seeing tweets about this a couple of years ago from some of my buddies, and I was like, okay, come on. It, it's still concession stand food. Like, this is, you know, maybe they're putting some more effort into it, but, like, I was seeing some people were saying, like, these are the best euros in the city, and I was like, oh, okay, let's let's slow the roll a little bit. Yeah, you know. But when you keep hearing it, and you keep hearing it, and you keep hearing it, and food people that I trust have come to me and been like, no, no, this is legit. Like, you guys are doing something big. So I just kind of want to, from a high level, if somebody's come into this podcast and they have no idea what we're talking about as far as what Ron Colley's concession stand program looks like, can you kind of lay out why it is just different than probably anything these listeners have ever experienced? Well, I mean, again, as you started with gyros, uh, gyros, gyros, whatever you want to call them, but gyros, gyros. Uh, that is unique in and of itself, mm-hmm. uh, but we do other, other unique things and, and it's grown over the years. I mean, I've, I've been the booster club president at Ron Colley, uh, for, I think this is my eighth year and I've been involved Since for nine years. I, I graduated from there. My daughter graduated back in 2016. My son goes to Madonna school. Um, and he's a team manager for the football team and basketball team. So it keeps him involved with, with, you know. Uh, your normal everyday kids, and he has a blast, and and I think they enjoy him. But, but so it's it, that's that's how it got started. I mean, I I took over, and like you said, most concession stands were weak at best. I mm-hmm. mean, I didn't go to a high school uh, event uh, wanting to eat anywhere, though. You'd pick up something, you'd be like, ah, oh, this dog is awful, or oh, did you see they were pulling the popcorn out from underneath the counter from bags and mm-hmm. um and rarely did you see anything other than hot dogs and and simple things mm-hmm. uh and so when when i got involved i got involved because my daughter was a freshman um and i wanted her to get involved so i i signed up to grill and uh you know it was a couple weeks in a row it was a different burger it was a different bun um the hot dogs they used to use the the red dogs which are very popular with with uh, husker fans um though from from my perspective it's not the best quality dog out there but no. they are good they are good yes. they are good i'm not going to complain <laughs> no. uh but i you know i really just wanted to take it up a notch i love food uh you can look at me well i don't know if you can see me on this podcast but 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 i i do love food a little bit both of us do um and so we we uh, really started out every year. We would we would have taste tests. I have friends in the food service industry, um, and I would get together with them, kind of get get an idea of what they've got to offer, something new, something different, uh, and we would start looking at stuff. I mean, early on, I I was smoking my own meats mm-hmm. and bringing them, 
but that, you know, again, this is my volunteer job, not my paying job. So mm-hmm. I got to spend some time with my, with my wife and, and uh, kids. So we, we tried to find good products that we can still doctor up um, and do it well. Mm-hmm. So Now, that, the voice that you just heard, I did a poor job of teeing this up. Terrible hosting. I, the voice that you just heard, that was Dan. And now, Alex, I want to turn to you so people can recognize your voice. And also, I want to ask a question here. Like, when you first saw what Dan was doing with, with this program, were you like, holy cow, that is super cool. Like, I'm so excited about that. I'm jazzed. Or were you just like, this guy's crazy. Like, you can't serve gourmet food out of a concession stand. What was your reaction? My initial reaction, uh, I was in. But yeah. he, has, he has come up with some ideas uh, as we both have, as a number of people have, where we're like, no, we, 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 we can't do that. You uh-huh. know, just, I think a year ago, he said, let's sell macaroni and cheese at, at a football game. I said, no one's going to buy macaroni <laughs> and cheese at a football game. But you guys do. And we sold out the very first night. Uh-huh. And it's become a staple. You can add pulled pork to it. You can put gyro meat on it. You can put brisket on it. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's evolved five times since I've been there. And I got there five, maybe six years ago. Uh, the burger size and patty has changed three times. The the hot dog has changed uh, probably three, three times, times as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's not quite out of control, but there are times <laughs> when we all kind of look at each other and go, what, "Are we really going to put seven ingredients into this tzatziki sauce uh, to make it better than it was when we got it?" But uh, somehow we get it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to give people an idea, like we're talking a lot about, you know, these elevated food concepts. I want them to understand, and everyone has in their mind right now as we're talking, like what their idea of concession stand food is. And I think, Dan, it's a lot about what you talked about. It's the red hot dog in the aluminum bag. It's a bucket of stale popcorn. It's a gray burger, you know, that's just been slapped together by, you know, some high school kids or whatever. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about quarter-pound Nathan's all-beef hot dogs. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Johnsonville broths. We're talking about Bavarian pretzels. You mentioned the mac and cheese. You guys sell that by the pound, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What was, like, that first what, – what was the tipping point for you where, where you started volunteering and you were just kind of like, no, this is not acceptable. We can do better than this. I, again, it goes back to that first time I, I – signed up to grill at a, at a football game and and then the second time well the first time it was bad enough i mean the the burger was again gray it was awful the mm-hmm. bun the bun was cheap uh you know we we decided uh i mean i just that first year i was just getting involved then we had people say well geez you know don't you want to really get get back involved why don't you come to a booster club meeting and i said ah oh, you know maybe so I did. I went to a booster club meeting. I had fun. And then uh, two months later, they're asking me if I want to be on the ballot to be the president. And I thought, uh, you know, not too many of these people. Granted, I graduated from there a long time ago, but uh, not too many of these people know me. So they aren't going to vote for me. Well, they did. <laughs> and eight years later, here we are. But so that was that was one of my first ideas. A, we had to have better better concession stand food we want to we want to bring an atmosphere we want people to walk away from ron Colley. i mean ron Colley's a small catholic school mm-hmm. in the north side of town uh many times gets overlooked throughout the years it's been overlooked um 
And I wanted to wanted it to become a venue that people walked away from feeling good uh, and full um, and enjoying their experience. So that's that's where it started. And, and again, I mean, it, it goes back to, I mean, the, the tables that they had, I mean, that they were putting food out on and, and it, everything was crummy and, and nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also takes great volunteers and... and you know, Alex came in about five, six years ago, um, and we've had a lot of great families come in, had a lot of great people, still have a lot of great people. Like I said, my daughter graduated 2016. We have another another guy, uh, Mr. Hodgin, that, that his daughter graduated with my daughter, and he's still, I mean, he's probably there as much as, I mean. The, At least. We, we have a number of people that are there for almost every event, working every event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we allow students to come in and work, um, student organizations, uh, but we we find often that they don't want to screw it up. So, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, they don't. We, we try to we try to get them in involved, but uh, and and I think more more and more they are becoming more involved, and you have good teachers that are that are getting them in there. But uh, so that's I mean that's where it started. Now it's one thing to say. I want to transform this concession stand and, and elevate it and serve great food. It's another thing to actually do it because yeah. that requires a lot of knowledge, a, a lot of hard work, a lot of research and everything. Where does your passion for food come from and how did you kind of get yourself to the point where you felt comfortable saying, I know how to cook, I know how to find ingredients, I know how to cook it right and serve it to the point where I'm happy and I'm proud to serve it to guests? Well, my mother would tell you that as a very little kid i used to love sitting and i didn't watch very little (laughs) as a young kid as a young as a youngster as a toddler i used to love i I didn't watch sesame street i i loved to watch julia childs Mm, mm -hmm. and so i've always in in our family i mean i come you know we're we're a czech bohunk family i mean we come from there we we're planning our next meal at 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 this meal, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just something that we've always done. And, and, uh, my, my wife at that time worked at, uh, a food service company here in town as a, as a sales rep. Uh, our next door neighbor at the time was, was her boss. And, uh, so, I mean, again, I, going out to restaurants, uh, working with obviously my wife and then, uh, Dave, our old neighbor, um, I, you know, knew, knew food well. I mean, mm-hmm. I was around it a lot. And, and so that was, again, I mean, I, I went immediately to, to Dave, um, and said, listen, here's what I want to do. Um, let's start looking at options. And I mean, we, we sat down for, I don't know, a couple hours on his computer and, and we're pulling up different items that they had in their warehouse or in other warehouses that they could maybe maybe ship here. And that's when we started. I, I those first few years, every year we would have a taste testing of different items uh, to take a look at. And then what could we do with them? What what could we do with that existing item and make it bigger and better? Mm-hmm. So it was you know maybe maybe this is you know pulled pork, and sure it's a nice product, but what can we do to that pulled pork to make it better or brisket or mac and cheese? Um, and so that's how we do it. So w- where does that drive come from? Because I think a lot of people just approach the concession stand. Look at us. 
(laughs) (laughs) There you go. But I mean, like, a lot of people, you know, would probably say, hey, when somebody goes to a football game or a basketball game, they're not expecting a great meal. They're saying, hey, I just need some calories. Like, let's just grab a hot dog and, and go sit and watch the game or whatever. So where does that drive come from in you guys to say, you know what? We could do that, and that would be fine, but that's not fine for us. We want to do something different, something that's going to stand out. Where does that drive come from? I mean, from from my perspective, and I seem like them keep talking, but from my perspective, it, it boiled down to Ron Colley Catholic was a school that I graduated from. My dad taught there when it was Rummel, Rummel Ron Colley. Uh, my, my sisters and brothers went there. Uh, my daughter was now there. Um, so there's a sense of pride. Absolutely. Okay. Which is why we're the Crimson Pride. For him, there was. Uh, yeah. I didn't go to Ron Colley. I had no affiliation with it. I got there. I saw what he was trying to accomplish. I signed up to help a couple times and realized, you know, we can do this better. We can do this better. Of course, he's the one ordering the food and comes up with all these ideas. I will, I will ever take care credit for the for the gyro idea i did yes uh as a benson benson graduate we always snuck out at lunchtime and uh headed down to the local gyro place uh benson graduate snuck out at lunchtime (laughs) near near about 90th and maple so i said you know what we need here and uh uh ended up through a contact getting a loner so to speak uh electric gyro machine vertical broiler they call it and uh we 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 couldn't make them fast enough that that uh, first or second weekend. But yeah. to your point, we still have people who come in to sporting events from out of town who have no idea mm-hmm. what they're coming to on a on a big four game Saturday of basketball or even a football game or even a, bas- a baseball tournament. Uh, and they say, "I wish I had known before we stopped at the fast food restaurant, or that we brought in our own ham sandwiches." And 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 we still get a lot of people who are are fairly amazed at what we have in there. And then we also, you know, when you have a JV basketball game, we don't we don't prep everything. We just can't spend three hours getting all that food ready to, you know, for a one-hour single basketball game. And we have people disappointed all the time who thought they were coming there to get a gyro and onion rings and french fries with pulled pork on them. And uh, we, we just can't, can't do it for everything. But big events, we do try to get, you know, everything going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we can make an effort to put on a good show. And keep in mind that profit or non-profit, as we would say, uh, it does go back to the students. Mm-hmm. It goes back, obviously, into the booster club. So, mm-hmm. And it goes, I mean, back to the, the schools that do come in, and, they, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's their first trip to, to Ron Cali. You'll have countless people walking out saying, we're going to remember you next year mm-hmm. and i mean you can even see it in our in the sales i mean over the course of the years um schools that come back and they're coming back for a meal i mean if if the game's no good at least they're going to get a good meal i mean it's you know where when i you know when i took over you know a, a regular an average football game you know we were grossing you know in the neighborhood of 12 to 1500 dollars mm-hmm Last year we averaged probably forty five hundred to five thousand. Wow. Yeah, and that's at a little stadium. Yeah, you know, I mean, it does get packed, but uh, you know, I mean, the the 
the Scott Catholic faithful, the Benningtons, you know, where we play them year year in year out, Ralston, and so on and so forth. They they know about it, mm-hmm. and they've known about it now for a long time. So they they come. I mean, with football, I guess we're we're kind of unique in 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 our tailgate atmosphere there. But people come early to show up to get food. I mean, we have people from the neighborhood around there that'll walk over and get food. We have people that drive from downtown that stop by on their way out west going home, mm-hmm. knowing that it's a home football Friday and get their food. Mm-hmm. Um, so that doesn't happen anywhere else. I, I, no. If it does, I'd, I'd be floored. But I, I certainly haven't heard of it. So no. when did you kind of start to see that shift happening where you, you started to get some of those comments from away fans or e- even home fans for that matter where all of a sudden people were like, hey – this is different. What's going on? When did that start happening? Well, I mean that that first year that I took over, and because we revamped it right away, we did. Now we didn't have mac and cheese or um, brisket. We we did bring in pulled pork. We up elevated the burger. We used rotella buns. Um, we put a big condiment section out. A little, <coughs> excuse me, a little tough during COVID. We couldn't mm-hmm. do all that. Everything we was prepacked, but. Uh, um, it was right away. I mean, with our with our fans, it was right away. Mm-hmm. So, Alex, you mentioned you you know did not go to Ron Colley. like you didn't have that connection like Dan did. How how did you guys get connected, and how did you get involved with the program? Uh, my son started there. My oldest graduated in twenty nineteen, so got there in twenty fifteen, I guess. Uh, <coughs> first basketball season, I think. You know, we're kind of asked to volunteer, and I'm one of those people who thinks, okay, they need help, so let me let me go in and help. And I kind of stood in the background and watched, and uh, pretty soon I realized that – and and keep in mind, as a Benson person, uh, Benson and Ron Colley were kind of always in the same place at the same time, student, student-wise. So I've gotten to know a lot of people at Ron Colley that I actually probably bumped into 30 years ago in mm-hmm. high school. Uh, so we've all gotten, you know, there's, there's a, there's a group of us up there, but, uh, yeah, I, again, I, I come up with ideas like he does. He'd say, Hey, we should try this. And I'll say, well, I'll stop at, I'll stop at Sam's and see what they have up there to fry today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll <laughs> come in and try stuff. You know, we have, if you know what an uncrustable is, mm-hmm. a little round breaded peanut butter, peanut and, jelly. butter and jelly thing, they're amazing if, fried. if you think they're somewhat decent. Uh, you should do what we do, which is experiment with things and drop one in the fryer. What's not better than <laughs> fried? It's oh. it's absolutely amazing, and we've literally had uh, coaches come up to us at basketball games and say, "Are you? Well, what's this uncrustable thing I keep hearing about from the athletic director?" Well, I, give me a minute, and we'll make you one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we literally carry food out onto the court sometimes and hand it to coaches. We had a oh my god, we had a basketball coach from South Sioux City who. I think they had a fairly early game, maybe like a 10 or 11 o'clock game, and he wanted pulled pork nachos because that's what he, other than coaching the game, that's what he that's came what there, he for. there for. Yeah. And uh, he, like, we didn't have the pulled pork ready until probably 10 minutes before his game, but I, I literally think his team warmed up without him while he ate the pulled pork nachos before the game. Now, that is a coach who has his priorities in order. That's Food right. above his team. <laughs> I That's a, the type of guy that the Restaurant Hoppin' Podcast fully endorses. So, so, Alex, when you first started volunteering, had you heard of the legend and kind of 
Did, did you know what you were walking into or did you get in the kitchen and be like, what the heck is this? I thought I was volunteering for a concession stand. This is like a restaurant. No, I think five years ago, almost six, it was still, you know, Dan had been there about a year or two. I still think it was hot dogs and burgers. Uh, you said the pulled pork, pulled pork was there, I believe, yeah. at that time. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it slowly, he, you know, as he said, he would contact his wholesale food distributor and and find something new and it was brisket next probably and you know then we upgrade the hot dog one more time and the burger one more time and then we found the the mac and cheese that they have which of course you know he like i said before he said let's have mac and cheese tonight i said nobody will buy it but of course that gets six ingredients added to it as well there's a minimum of Five kinds of cheese added to the mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. So it, Forty pounds later, it was gone. It's like picking up a hot slice of cheesy pizza. You know, you have to pull it two feet in the air before the it disconnects from the, the rest uh... of the mac and cheese. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think it's been a slow, somewhat slow evolution. It wasn't like I walked in and went, "Holy cow, look what they're doing here." Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think in the last five or six years, it's definitely, you know, as as he said, you can tell by sales that we. And, you know, we get 16, 20 of the zone down there once a year for mm-hmm. for football uh, for their one beer Friday. And we make them all sorts of stuff. We just look for new things to cook for them so that they can rave on the radio about us because we're also trying to draw attention to Ron Colley. Our numbers are down. We're kind of, you know, landlocked there mm-hmm. uh, on 64th and Sorensen to where, you know, the school can't get much bigger. We just have a certain amount of land and we need students in that in that school. So, I think press for us is is twofold, not only to raise money in the booster club, but uh, but to get students uh, aware of Roncalli. Mm-hmm. Well, Josh Peterson is a good friend of mine, and mm-hmm. he's a he's a big reason why I became a believer in this product. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, I moved kind of past that stage of disbelief into, okay, this is something real, because I've eaten many times with Josh. I know he's got a good palate, and he was like, Dan, no, th- th- this is something. Like, listen to these guys. They know what they're doing. So what does you guys' ideation process look like? Like when you're deciding to add, whether it's a gyro to the menu or the mac and cheese that you talked about or adding brisket, like are you just randomly, you know, just one day you're just like, hey, it would be awesome if we put mac and cheese in there. Like how, how can we do that? Or do you guys have like planning meetings where you invite people in and you throw a bunch of stuff on a whiteboard just like how does how does stuff come up well again early on that's kind of how we did it but no since it's evolved and evolved to to where we've come you know like the mac and cheese was again one of those things where it was like hey you know i would talk to dave and say come on give me some give me some new items give me some thoughts give me some ideas uh, you know, we got room to grow. Not that we do. And then that little concession said, look, I wish we could build a new concession stand, but, um, and he'll, he'll, again, he'll throw out some stuff and usually I just buy it mm-hmm. and, and then bring it. And then they look at me and they say, what in the, and some of you? it we find in the freezer two years later and say, what was this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but again, yeah, and that's and that's really how it starts. And they say you're gonna do, and, and again, it can't like the mac and cheese. They say you're gonna do what? And and he's in the background talking to one of the other guys. Yeah, that ain't gonna sell. Said, well, let's give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Fail. It's kind of a cool night, you know. We've done chili. We we had we've had wing nights. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done that at a couple basketball games. Uh, we haven't done it at a football game. That I think that would be a little bit more difficult with the number of fans or at a football game versus mm-hmm. basketball. 
Um, but we did make wings the last time John and Josh were out, and they raved about about the wings. Um, and those wings are another one of our our great uh, volunteers. Uh, Mr. Little has a, you know, you don't typically think about good wings being breaded and fried. At least I don't. Mm-mm. Uh, but he has this breading that he makes, and it it's it, they're perfect. I mean, they are they, they are, are perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay crispy, stay crunchy, not not heavy, very light. Um, man, it's and okay. and, and again, I, I'm getting. Can you tell he's a foodie? Uh, starts on his description of. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then he does his fantastic corn fritters, which at some point we're going to find a way to get those on the menu, because. Those corn fritters would be second to none. They are. I mean, they are made from scratch, right there. What makes them so great? No idea. I, they're they're light, they're fluffy, they're corn filled, and they're crispy and fried. I mean, they are fabulous. Okay, now you've got me drooling. Oh, this isn't are, fair. They're outstanding. Okay, so as you're coming up with these ideas, what, what what's the R and D process? Because you mentioned this this is not you guys' full time jobs, not yeah. by any means. No. It's volunteer. But like Alex, you know, you talked about all the work and all the different components that go into the tzatziki sauce. You talked about the different cheeses that go into the mac and cheese. Like these are not things that you just, you know, try one time. You know, you and then oh hey, I found the perfect mac and cheese that we can serve out of this concession stand. There has to be, you know, the research and development. How, how do you guys do that and get to the point where you're happy with the product and and you can sell it on a Friday or a Saturday? Well, he typically buys it, and then we typically we do usually have a little bit of a taste test sometimes. You know, if he if he finds there's a new burger patty, so you know he he he'll hand me two or three of them and say, "Hey, take these home and cook them and see what you think," because I tried them and they're awesome. So, uh, well, that the- kind of stuff happens. But you know, he bring, he brings in mac and cheese the first time, which is prepackaged and partially cooked mac and cheese. But of course. We're not going to serve it the way it came out of the container. Mm-hmm. So he doctored it up, and I said, "Yeah, that's really good, but you're still not going to sell any." And he and we sold out that night. Same with the tzatziki sauce. Oh, well, it's prepackaged yeah, tzatziki sauce, say. but we we decided it didn't quite have enough zing to it. So we we add fresh lemon, we add fresh dill, we add garlic to it, we grate Pepper, we cucumber. grate cucumbers into the tzatziki sauce and uh, until we get it the way we like it. And then, unfortunately, we don't write any of that stuff down. We just have to, you know, try and make it again the next week. <laughs> <laughs> we, and, and and that's what I was going to – I was going to bring up the tzatziki sauce because that that's one of the things. I mean, on a football Friday, I take all home football Fridays off. Alex does. We have a couple other guys do. So we get up there early. We're, we're prepping early. So when we first did the tzatziki sauce um, – that that was our research and development was done six hours eight hours before that first first game and the first time we put it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and early is ten hours before kickoff. By the way, that's nine a.m. on Fridays. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah we're usually there by nine a.m. and the night before, or two nights before, we're out there painting the field. Um, yeah, and people wonder what we do there from nine a.m. on, and we uh, I wouldn't say it's strenuous from nine until seven o'clock, but. Uh, we we do get well. We not I mean because because now we're in that. That's why I think we're ready to add some new things because now it is easy for us, man. We you got your processes down. We got our processes down, so now it's time to find some new and exciting stuff for 
hopefully next year where fans can come back out in in full force and and uh, experience it again. Do you guys ever have conversations with members of other schools, booster clubs, and have them just be like, what are you doing? You guys are crazy. Like, that's impossible. Like, do you, do those conversations exist? Uh, early on, um, I, I definitely had conversations with uh, Mike Dempsey, the athletic director over at Gross. Uh, he's, you know, he used to, back when I was at Ron Colley, he was a basketball coach. Um, and then he left to go over to Gross, but, um, he came, he came to us, came to me right away and said, what in the, how do you do it? Uh huh. You know, where are you going? I mean, we don't really have a booster club that does this kind of stuff. You know, I'm trying to get there. Uh, and I said, you know, I'll, I'll help you. He said, well, why don't you just leave here and come over here and, and, you know, get it, get it all worked out for us. And, um, and we've had, yeah, we've, we've definitely had other schools, um, ask us about those things. And we get a lot of, a lot of schools that just come up and say, man, this is, this is awesome. This is the best, you know, you guys do it right. So on and so forth. Um, I don't know that anybody ever wants to, there's, there's so many that don't want to put in the time yeah. and, and the effort. Um, I think our AD has had a lot of those questions from other ADs yeah. as far as how does your booster club work? Do do we it? don't have one. Ours is not successful. Uh, you know, what, what's the what's the blueprint for, for what you guys are doing here? So Yeah, and concessions uh, is a huge part of our our booster club and our and our booster club growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so – in my, in my research, just kind of looking into this, I saw, you know, you guys, you've been featured in the World Herald before, just had an article in Hale Varsity. Mm-hmm. There are people, I, I read that there are people that will come to these games just for the food, or they'll even, like, get food and then just take it to go. Mm-hmm. Is that true? That is true. Yes, absolutely. I don't know if they they come just for the food and hang out at the game, but we do have we do have folks from around the neighborhood, and like I said, we have people that drive – uh, we've had a uh, a couple guys, one in particular that's that stopped on a handful of uh, more than a handful of occasions on his way home out to Northwest Omaha. Is you know is, he has no affiliation with Ron Colley, but he had heard about it, and uh, so he'll pick up dinner for his wife and daughter and him mm-hmm. on, his, yeah. on his way home. We've had people before our entrance is the ticket window and we sell food on the other side of the concession stand. We've had people walk up to that ticket window because they don't want to pay to get into the uh-huh. game <laughs> who want food. And we have to, you know, sort of get them through the gate so they can go around to the front and order food. Yeah. That's amazing. We've been asked by people if we, if we would ever entertain doing, you know, drive through nights. Oh, wow. Uh, especially when COVID hit. Uh-huh. Um, we, we've had, and, and a lot of that comes from, from the folks around Ron Colley, like, you know, maybe we could do a, a drive through night. So people, you know, they don't have to go pick up dinner and, and which, which would be, which would be great. And, you know, then I think, well, I'd almost rather have you going out to a restaurant. You know, those are the ones, you know, we'll survive as a booster club. Those are the ones that are struggling right now. So, mm-hmm. um, I say, go see them, you know, maybe we'll do something like that at some point. Um, but I'd rather do it when, when life's a little bit better for everybody and, and then we do it and people just enjoy it mm-hmm. and they can come hang out with us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dan, you touched on this a little bit earlier, but I kind of want to 
dig a little bit deeper into it, and that's kind of the staffing of the concession stand. That's mm. usually concession stands are staffed by either students who you know don't really care; they're there for volunteer hours or something along those lines, or parents who have been roped in somehow and they're not happy to be like, no one is passionate about working in a concession stand. How do you guys convey your passion for food and how you care about it to the other people that work there? Multiple, multiple emails from him through the booster club saying it's Tuesday. We have uh, two basketball games tonight. Let's say we we have one volunteer signed up online and uh, we would greatly appreciate more volunteers. But But listen, uh, we we have a great, core group mm-hmm. and that that are that are as passionate i i feel and i think and i think the reason why they are as passionate is because of what we do i mean the the good stuff the the well above average concessions food that we that we put out that in turn helps the students uh, and the school out. So there, there are we have a, a number of good people, but we can't all be at every event all the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so that's where the emails come in. Uh, my begging and pleading, and I try and keep my emails, you know, light and airy. <laughs> um, and you know, we we don't fire we don't fire anybody. So you can screw up, and hey, we'll we'll ask you to come back next week mm-hmm. so uh we'll we'll take everybody but i mean you know i think every year we we gain you know one or two or three that kind of become you know semi-regulars uh and and then i think over over maybe they don't maybe they hesitantly get into it and then they start seeing well this ain't so bad this is kind of fun mm-hmm. and we'll get people who showed up to watch the basketball game or the football game who didn't sign up, you know, for concessions that day and see that we're short-staffed and there's two of us and the line is out the door or three people in there working and the line is out the door, who will come in and help? Yep. You oh, know, that's even if awesome. We have people who go in and watch the first quarter of the basketball game because their kid is playing and then they run down in between quarters and help and see, you know, what do you guys need? And they come back at halftime and they help clean up when the game's over. So, uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a pretty good group of people. Ron Colley is one of those atmospheres uh, where you know a lot of us know each other. I, you know, we're not just dropping our kids off at the front door and going home. Uh, we, I think everybody there uh, kind of enjoys whether they'd like to admit it or not, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, participating in a lot of that stuff. We you know we paint the football field ourselves, as Dan alluded to earlier. So we're there'll be five or six of us striping the field on. You know, watching the weather. Can we do it Wednesday? Do we have to wait till Thursday? Can you know, when can we get it done? When are they going to mow the grass? How are we going to paint the field? Mm-hmm. Now um, we. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. No, no. That's that's. I'm just. No, by sorry. all means, follow up. Keep going. No, I'm I'm good. I mean, that, he he was saying it. I mean, that's we we have a good time, and I think that's what rubs off on people that do come in and get involved. I mean, it is it is insane on a on a football Friday, um, especially. You know, the the last few years where Ron Colley's had some some really good teams. So uh, you have other good teams coming in. It's a small atmosphere. People are people are tight around that concession stand, and I mean it is a line, a long line the entire time. I mean we only have one little concession stand, one window. We managed to put two people up front to 
take the orders and the people out back, I mean, from the, from the grillers to the wrappers to the bunners to, you know, I mean, we, we kind of have a system. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the, but, but we have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of fun. Now, I know that you guys are super passionate about this, and but when you talk about those long lines and, you know, sometimes you're understaffed and it's a grind, is there ever a part of you that, like, when the line's 25 deep and you're just sweating and it is just a crazy night where you're just like, man, I wish we were just, like, you know, grabbing pretzels off the rack or, you know, just serving whatever hot dogs or – Yes, uh, he's okay, shaking I'm getting, uh, his head. Yes. And I'm nodding my head. Yes, I'm yeah, getting two I, very different reactions. I mean, I know you guys would never sacrifice quality, <laughs> but is there ever a part of you that's just like, man, is what we're doing just totally insane? I don't, I don't think I'd want to sacrifice the food that we put out as far as quality goes. But I, it, it's similar, at least for me, to if you like to cook and you cook at home for your family every night. You know, maybe. Maybe by Thursday night you go, you know, can how, what do you guys think about going to dinner? Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> uh, maybe picking up a pizza or some, or some chicken or something. Because, you know, maybe I'd just like to kick it and relax tonight. But uh-huh. uh, it's definitely, you know, as the football Fridays are fun. I do look forward to those. But when you have – you know, basketball on Monday and nobody signed up and you're and you're and you're going down there because nobody's going to be there. And then it's Tuesday again and then it's Thursday and it, it can wear on you a little bit. But uh, well, and, and for it's going to wear on him a little bit more because fortunately or unfortunately, um, I announce varsity girls and boys basketball games. Mm-hmm. And after after my first three years of being in the concession stand at football games. Since then, I've now been up in the booth, and I do all the music uh, and spot for, for our annou- current announcers. So so I'm away, I'm away from the crazy. I've been away from the craziness for the last five years, other than when I'm up in the, when I'm up in the press box. You know, we offer to anybody that's in the press box, filming, whatever, we offer food. Mm-hmm. Whatever they want to get, let me know. So then I'll run down, and the line is nuts, and I'm I'm trying to squeeze in, and I can't squeeze. Uh, I'm trying to squeeze in into the concession stand and get a bunch of food for, you know, the visiting coaches, our coaches, you know, camera people, uh, film people, our announcer, our clock guy. Um, so I mean, I still see it, but. I'm not living it the way they are. So, yeah, maybe I'm. He's making it worse by coming down at halftime, (laughs) wanting four cheeseburgers, three gyros, and two hot dogs while we're struggling to keep up in there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. is. He's the boss. He can come down and get food. Exactly. And he does. does. Yeah. He puts in plenty of time, though. I'm making an effort to try to do some of the things that I can do you know, that he has done in the past because he doesn't want to be Booster Club president forever, but I, I want to make sure he stays. I have a, a junior there now. I want to make sure he's there for th- this year and at least next year because he keeps trying to talk everybody he sees into uh, who wants to be the the new Booster Club president. Hmm. Uh, so I, I try to make a some, somewhat of an effort to lighten the load on him a touch at least. Uh, to keep him around a little longer so he doesn't get quite so burned out. Mm-hmm. And there are others that do that as well, that that have freshmen that want me to stay around for another four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? I'll probably always be around. I mean, I enjoy doing it. Uh, 
Um, you know, we both live down that live down that way uh, over by the Mormon Bridge, and and so we're not too far. Um, and again, I mean, I like I like the school, I like the people. It's a lot of fun, and I love again, I love food. Mm-hmm. If, if I had, uh, you know, an exponential amount of money, uh, a load sitting somewhere, or win the lottery, you know, I'd I'd love to open my own restaurant and you know call it the Crimson Pride Lounge or something, but and then really get crazy with the food. Someday, maybe we'll get there. Someday, but right now, I want to laser in on the euros now we've kind of danced around them we've mentioned them several times and we we've kind of talked about them but i feel like that's kind of you guys's standout offering where if someone knows about this concession stand they know about the euros alex i think you said earlier that you were the one who brought this idea to the table originally what made you think that this concept could work in this setting. I really didn't know if it would. I just, it's its always, you know, since I was in, at least in high school, it's always been one of my favorite things to go eat. Mm. Uh, I'm right there with you. My, I love my, yours. My wife and kids, that that's the, one of their favorite requests is, is if I can say the name, Jim and Jenny's Restaurant oh, yeah. on 90th and Maple. We, we go there on a pretty regular basis. That's where I skipped high school 30-some years ago to mm-hmm. sneak out and go get lunch. Uh, and I brought it up to Dan one day and through a, he found out that through our food distributor, uh, he could get the gigantic 90 pound gyro, <laughs> frozen gyro cone, they call it. Uh, and I had a contact at Hockenberg's who, uh, had a used vertical broiler and said, take it. We only had two games left in the football season at that time. He said, take it, see if you like it. If you do, I'll sell it to you. Well, it was an immediate hit. Uh, and it, and it kind of took off from there. I didn't really know, uh, what the reaction would be. Again, I was wrong on the mac and cheese that Dan, that Dan decided to sell. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, it's a pretty popular thing and it, it takes a lot. That's the one thing that is pretty much last if we, uh, don't know what kind of crowd we're going to have. Cause yeah. that takes the most amount of time. The, the tzatziki sauce is all pre-mixed and repackaged in containers. We cut up tomatoes. We cut up onions. Uh, the pitas aren't just taken out of a package and 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 put under some meat. They're they're grilled on the flat top until they get that nice you know brown crust on the outside. Uh, it, so that's that probably. And then somebody has to stand over and, the cone the entire night. Mm-hmm. And then and then we have to stand there and stare at that thing. And of course, it, and carve it, it. It's it's like a it's like standing in front of a fireplace. So when you're at Whoa. when you're at the football game in that concession stand. It, it increases the temperature inside that little room by 20 degrees, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that – I had no idea it would become a – But it makes it a, smell a Nebraska a legend. Yeah. But, yeah, you definitely uh, – yeah, it's definitely something you can't walk by without wanting to, to, to see what that's about. Okay, so, yeah, that, the first Friday where you, where you introduced the Euros for the first time, what is that like from just getting the process down of how are we going to serve these things to – what are the reactions of fans coming up going, what the, why is there a spinning cone of was, meat in the was, concession stand? Was like, what was first, that like? Well, it was for, light the first night. I don't think we sold more than about a dozen. Well, but, and, and fortunately, the night we thought we were going to kick them off, we had had <clears throat> too much rain. Ron Colley's field was underwater, you know, still a natural grass field. So we had to, we were playing Scott and we had to move it over to Benson. And we didn't – I don't think he moved it over there until 
I mean, sometime within that day. So we were already up there. We already had the cone. We already had every everything and, and trying to figure out how we were going to do this. You know, he's got a, he's got a kid playing, um, but he's, he's got the knives and, and he's, you know, ready to, ready to go. So, um, we were at least able to practice, Mm -hmm. um, one time because we had to move over to, over to Benson and they wouldn't allow, we tried, we asked if we could bring our own concessions over there. And they said no. <laughs> Thank uh, God. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I was the one that wanted to bring everything over there, but um, so yeah, that first that first night was was soft. But then our, I think our next, I think it was even a basketball game. Yeah, I think so. the the next game was the last football game of the season at home, and then uh, unless we had a home playoff game, I can't remember. But regardless, I think, and it took off during basketball season because in. When you come into the basketball concession stand, that that vertical broiler is literally right there, five feet away from where you're ordering your food, and people want to know what, what, what are you doing? What is that? They'll literally walk up there first and ask, "What is that?" And mm-hmm. then you say, "Well, this is the meat that we'll put on the gyro if you order one," and then they walk back over to the window and get it. So yeah. it took off pretty quick, mm-hmm. and it's sort of, I mean, become famous borderline across the state at this point. I think. Yeah, I mean anybody that's been there. I mean that's that's uh, that's ob- again it's a unique item for. for and it is schools. as good as it gets as far as I mean it's 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 right there in my my top two. I I can't throw Jim and Jenny's out of it yet because that's my favorite, but uh, it's right there for sure. And and you know since it, it was I don't know it was a couple of years, because I grew up over by Jim and Jenny, so we went there a lot as well. And this is probably two or three years, a couple of years ago at least. And and my mom wanted. I think we got together for my mom's birthday. We went down there, and I I called him while I was down there. I'm like, you know, I used to love, and I still do, but I mean, I was like, I used to love Jim and Jenny's gyros. Ours don't blaspheme now. Ours ours are ours <laughs> are right there with them. Uh-huh. So it was earlier this year that I I had. Uh, um, well, we've done it a couple. We we had Grecian gyros out in Papillion because mm-hmm. my my office is out in Papillion, and uh, so we had catered catered in for for my employees, and I don't have a big staff, um, but we we've catered that in, and we've catered in fetas, and I'm like, man, we're right up, we're right up there with these guys, uh, which I already I I, mean, I already believed it but you you know you don't until you're really sitting down and and focusing on it you're like man i mean our stuff's good mm-hmm. I, I really wish like i know this is an audio medium but i wish people could see just like how passionate you guys are just talking oh. about this and just like the pride that you feel and like this product that you've developed and, and it is it is so cool that you know you guys have made something that like you mentioned it's it's famous around the state mm-hmm. it's something where you know, opposing schools will come in for the first time and just be like, what the heck is this? This is so well, awesome. And the, I mean, the Mac and cheese is huge too. I mean, cause, and, and be, not only just for the Mac, but people are like, you mean for an extra three bucks, you'll throw on, uh, you know, we're probably, we're supposed to throw on a, a six ounces of, of meat for an extra three bucks. Uh, but Lord six kn- ounces becomes eight becomes yeah. 10. So <laughs> say, Lord knows how much wine winds up on it, but pulled pork brisket, uh, we'll throw gyro meat on there. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to you want to you want to throw a bigger patty on top of your mac and cheese. Uh, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. What is something that you wish 
that people in the line who are waiting for food or they're ordering food, what is something that you wish they knew? Like if they could go behind the scenes and see what you guys are doing, that maybe they would have more patience or more understanding. What's the number one thing you wish I understood? I would say for me, that's more of Ron Colley parents who don't volunteer in the concession stand, Mm -hmm. who come up to the window when there's no help and want to know why there's no burgers and why there's no hot dog and why there's no this when we just have one student at the window and he can't leave the window to go grill and do all that stuff. Uh, and we've had a few of those and I've, I've chirped at a few and, and, and Dan has also, you know, why don't you help instead of standing on the other side of the window asking for us to bring you something. You want a burger? Hop over and grill yourself. We could have, we could have good fresh hot burgers, uh, all the time if we had extra help. Uh Yeah. Uh, but, but I think, I mean, I think, People certainly over the years have, have come to understand, especially at a football game, that they're gonna they're gonna have to wait in line. I mean, mm-hmm. and but they're waiting in line for something good. I mean, they know that when they get to that window, it's a, worth it. I'm sure they know what they're exactly what they're getting. Or if there's somebody new, you know, our our menus up on a TV board, so they you can read it as you're standing in line. Mm-hmm. And they're pro they probably then walk up and have two or three. Brisket or pulled pork? What do I get? You know, I mean, I can really put meat on that mac and cheese. Um, so I think most people understand. And I mean, again, we want to put out fresh, good, fresh, hot product. And we aren't just going to grill 100 burgers or 150 burgers at the beginning of the night and then throw them in a warmer. Mm-hmm. We want to grill them as we go. I mean, if we if, if we could be more like a restaurant, that's, I mean, we've done smaller smaller things like where we've done uh, fillies and things like that. And I mean, he always wants to do, you know, cook to order uh, during the Lenten season. One time uh, or a couple of times I got the, the brilliant idea at the baseball game. And I thought, Hey, I'll make uh made to order, uh, you know, meatless quesadillas. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have a flat top and, um, you know, put bean, you know, so I've got all these, all these toppings sitting there and people, and all of a sudden, I mean, you know, I'm selling, and this is at a baseball game. Uh, there's not a lot of fans at a co- or high, college, high school baseball game. Mm-hmm. And I've got, you know, I think we sold that first time 40, 45 quesadillas. I've, and I had to pull aside one of the parents and say, man, can you help me? I mean, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. And oh, I don't want onion on it. I, I mean, I thought, oh, man, maybe I should have just made them all the same <laughs> and had them going early. But I had no idea it was going to be the way it was. And then so now I still have people saying, when are you going to do quesadillas again? I'm like, that was a pain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You volunteer, and then I'll do quesadillas <laughs> exactly. again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, as we wind down here, I – I love, you know, um, everything that we've talked about, what you guys are doing, but I want to give some shout outs to some local restaurants as well. And I know that you guys are foodies. We've talked about Jim and Jenny's already just, I just love talking food and talking restaurants with people. So let's just throw some names out there. What what are some of your favorite places to eat at in Omaha? Oh, I had burrito envy the other night. Delicious. Very Not good. been there. Uh, shucks. Shucks. Big shucks. Go. Shucks is so awesome. And I go there quite often. Um, what do you get? Like, what's the go-to? I, I like going to Shucks because I like different things, which you probably can tell. And they always have a daily special or mm-hmm. six or eight uh, to where I don't know that I've ever gotten the same thing there more than a couple of times. Their taco night is awesome. 
There's shrimp tacos, fish tacos. I don't know if they still do it all the time. It's been a, I don't know what, the last, what day, the last time we went there. It's It's been since the pandemic, but it was earlier in the year. Uh, but I used to love their t- shrimp fish tacos. If you've, uh, if you've been to pitch or haven't, uh, their deep fried buffalo cauliflower mm, mm-hmm. is is uh, is one of my is one of my go tos. I, I will go there and get that almost every time mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I mean we do a lot of Mama's Pizza. Also, yes, uh, very homey, very yeah. well known. Yeah, um, I'm kind of a bar food guy. You know, yeah. Tiger Tom's is one of our. Yeah, I was going to say we're pretty one easy. of our sponsors. We 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 enjoy the food there. We do we go to Tiger Tom's uh, Fridays. We get the food cooking and uh, try to get to Tigers around lunchtime. Yeah, on home football Fridays. It's on the home football Fridays and uh, and eat there and and have a partake in a cocktail. Yeah, uh, and head back down by one thirty or two to make sure things are cooking properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I live a mile from the cabin uh, mm-hmm. down on Forty Eighth and uh, and McKinley, so we're there quite a bit as well. Okay, now. The last thing I want to talk to you guys about before we get out of here is you are clearly not men who rest on your laurels. You are not, you know, just content to say, okay, we, we've got this thing. It's cool. That That's it. Let's just keep it at this level. You strike me as people who are constantly looking for ways to innovate, looking for ways to add, looking for ways to improve. So what does the future of the booster club and the concession stand look like at Ron Colley as you look at it right now? Don't put ideas in his head. <laughs> He's already got some, you can tell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we've we've got to get through this whole COVID mess. Yeah. Um, you know, at this point, we're, we're no concessions for basketball. Mm. I mean, that I, – I had a tear in my eye, I mean, when I – when I saw that news come out, I mean, we're going to reevaluate it at the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, then what are, what are spring sports going to look like? I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of in this and then, you know, coming up with food and, and I, and I, I got to assume that it's, it's a challenge for, for a lot of these restaurants because I, I know that food manufacturers, you know, they've cut a lot of skews mm-hmm. and then you've got to, they got to get more creative than than we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get creative if if the products are there, you know. So again, I mean, I'll I'll just talk to my good buddy Dave and and say, you know, what's the next newest, latest, and greatest option out there? I mean, and see how we can work it in. I mean, like I said, I mean, we're we're pretty much a well oiled machine right now. So I would say, based on us having made Phillies couple yeah. of times for some different events and we've never done it for football uh um, huge success that that, when we've done it that that and, and we've had some people ask you know what about the phillies uh I, that may be one that may be yeah. in the top two or three coming down the road mm-hmm. uh he's also uh for i, I believe either wrestling events mm-hmm. that we give food to the teams and 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 referees and officials etc uh the meatball sub has has mm. been a pretty popular item up there mm-hmm. as well. Italian beef, the Italian beef sandwiches uh, has been has been good. But I, I, I'd say I'd say in my top two would probably be the Philly and or the meatball sub. The meatballs 
much easier than the Philly as far as yeah. you know getting getting the pre-made and and we can make of course meatballs. gigantic meatballs not not just not just the little quarter ounces. Oh yeah, like moon-sized meatballs. <laughs> the, the, I mean, the kind that you can only fit about three on your sandwich. We we would have we would have sports season kickoffs, and uh, usually I'd try and get a little more creative with the sports season kickoffs. Uh, and it's basically and it, it's all free. I mean, we just ask you know donations, whatever, and, and it's open to the public when we do them. Um, but in the past, with with winter sports kickoff. Pretty much every year we've done, I mean, I've got my own meatball recipe, and we've done meat meatballs, meatball subs, spaghetti and meatballs, uh, you know, and that's where we'll have, I don't know, a lot of people over at my house making about 1,200 meatballs. Mm-hmm. Understatement. Yeah. <laughs> that, was I, one of my, that was one of my first events. And uh, I asked them to put the doggone pearl mozza, piece of mozzarella in the middle, and what do they do? Well, they did a few, but yeah, you you talk about a meatball and ingredients. That was and the meatballs. I said, hey, let's make them about two 30. ounces, and by the end of the evening, they're uh, closer to three and a half. Mm-hmm. They just keep growing and growing. Yeah. I, uh, after watching that event in his basement, I, I would say he should have carpal. He tunnel. should have had some sort of pay for that because <laughs> I I would assume it was pretty messy afterwards. There were yeah. a dozen of us there watching football, making meatballs all day. Hmm. Well, now I think hopefully we've helped some people understand just how much effort goes into what you guys do. You know, this is not just it. All this doesn't just happen. This awesome concession stand doesn't just appear for every Ron Colley home game. There's a lot of planning that goes into it. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And I just want to thank you guys for for putting in that effort. Um, Obviously, you know, like we've talked about COVID just. Yeah. It it makes everything weird. We don't totally know what to expect um, or, you know, when when you guys might be able to con- serve concessions at basketball yeah. games. But hopefully, at the very least, by the time football rolls around or we get to football season next year, you know, these concerns will be lessened. People can be coming out more. And if that is the case, I encourage people to get out and, and try this. I know I will be um, – because we'll I've, I've heard too many good things to, to stay away at this point. So, Dan and Alex, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for all your hard work. And Absolutely. I guess just keep it up. You guys are doing awesome things. Yeah, well, we well, appreciate you're welcome you welcome out anytime. We'll, uh, we'll set you up. Yeah, come on out. We'll set you up. Sounds fantastic. Bring the crew. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. So we'll, uh, we'll call it a show there. Omaha, thanks for eating with us.